This is Deanna Gosha with episode 13 of the Sojourn Podcast. Today we are continuing our Traveling Together series talking about betrayal. We can feel alone and disconnected due to the busyness of our lives. At Sojourn, we believe women should not travel alone. We connect with each other through our stories, letting us know we're not alone in our feelings or our circumstances. Join me each week as I teach tell stories, or interview other women to help us connect with one another and see God's presence in our midst. If you've ever felt alone or disconnected, this podcast is just for you. Eighth Grade Algebra 1 at Whitesburg Middle School We were done with our work for the day, and we had a few moments, so we sat talking. I don't remember their names. Two cute boys teasing two girls, and we were having all of it. Somehow, we started talking about our nicknames. The girl wouldn't tell the boys hers, but after a little encouragement, whispered it into my ear. I'm sure she told me not to tell. She left our little group for a bit to gather her books, and then they started in. Tell us. Come on, we won't tell. Tell us her nickname. It was intoxicating. All that attention. They were so cute. And they were so funny. And I had something they wanted. So, I told them. She came back and they called her the nickname. Of course they did. Because they were 13-year-old boys. And that's what 13-year-old boys do. I'll never forget the look she gave me and how she flung the words, You told them. You promised you wouldn't. I sat stunned, paralyzed, unable to say anything as my face burned red. The boys laughed. She gathered her books and hightailed it out the door as soon as the bell rang. It was the end of the day. Eighth grade was tough for me. I couldn't count all the traumatic things that would happen that year, and yet this sticks out in my mind so strong. I can feel the emotions of the moment. I can see her face, even though I've forgotten her name. She had short blonde hair and was, well, heavily endowed for an eighth grader, hence her nickname. But why does it stick in my memory so strong? Because it was betrayal. I told her I wouldn't tell, and I did. But it was even more than just breaking a promise. It was my own need of feeling wanted and known and loved above her need to feel safe with a friend. It was putting a moment of fun for me above protecting another young woman from embarrassment from the boys knowing something that should have been her own. I do look at 13-year-old me with compassion and not shame or judgment. We were all 13 trying to figure it out, trying to make our way through the often scary halls of the middle school. I don't know a single person who wants to go back to being 13 and in the eighth grade again. But I do look at it with curiosity. It makes me wonder how this looks like in adulthood. 
How when we feel alone, we're tempted to betray someone else to fill the void that we might be feeling at the moment. It's telling a secret veiled as a prayer request so we can look important. It's talking smack about another mom and her, quote, lack of parenting skills to make ourselves feel better about our own. It's portraying our family as perfect because we can't bear for anyone to know we aren't. It's all betrayal. Betrayal of a friend. Betrayal of other moms. Betrayal of women in general. And when we're feeling alone, it's when I think we are the most vulnerable to betray another. One of the most jarring stories of betrayal is found in 1 Kings, where a woman discovers her baby dead in the middle of the night and then trades her newborn for her housemate's newborn. They end up standing before King Solomon, both claiming the living baby. In a wise yet traumatic decision, he calls for a sword for the baby to be divided. The real mom yells out to let the baby live and give the other woman the baby. The other woman says, divide it. The king knows exactly who the baby belongs to. We all do. We don't know what drove the mother with the baby who died to betray others, but I'm guessing it was partly due to the terror of being alone. Scripture calls her a prostitute, and the baby was all she had. So, she betrayed her own baby, her housemate's baby, and her housemate. And she betrayed all women because we belong to one another. We care for each other's children. Even if we don't have children, we mother those who are in our sphere of influence. I've heard that story what feels like a hundred times, and this time when I read it, I was filled with compassion for that mother. What made her do this act of desperate betrayal? Was it because she was so terrified of being alone? Did she think all she had in the world was this baby, and any baby was better than no baby? Perhaps we all can understand just wanting to belong to not be alone. Jesus understands betrayal better than any of us. He was arrested, betrayed by his own disciple Judas for 30 pieces of silver. He had loved this man. He had trusted him with the money bag, and yet the man betrayed him and gave him over. The way to the cross felt so full of betrayal by so many who turned their faces away who were willing to hide from the truth of who he was because they didn't want to be alone, to be the only one to speak up or the only one to declare his innocence or the only one to believe. They needed to protect themselves. There was one man that day who did speak up. Remember me in paradise. I suppose he realized that really once we have Jesus, we aren't ever alone. 
I'm going to be thinking about this more, trying to recognize the times when aloneness seeks to overtake me, to be extra vigilant that I don't sell out my sisters when I'm feeling that way, to be careful to remind myself that I am seen, known, and loved already. If I could talk to my 13-year-old self, I'd look at her with compassion and say, it's rough right now. I know you want those boys' attention, but betraying a friend isn't worth it. Stick up for your friends. Hold their secrets carefully. Protect them from words that would harm them. You don't need a boy's attention to be important. You already are. I'm not sure if my 13-year-old self would believe me or not. Some things we have to learn with experience and hurt and regret. I do wish I could remember my friend's name. I wish I could write her a letter and tell her how insecure I was and that I was so sorry for making life harder for her, that it was hard enough the way it was. So if you went to Whitesburg Middle School and took Algebra One in the eighth grade, and a girl named Deanna with long blonde hair told some boys your secret name, just know that she's sorry that you had every right to be angry and hurt. It was a rotten thing for her to do to you. And she knows you deserved better. As we end today, let's think about and be curious about a few questions along those lines. When do I feel tempted to betray someone's confidence? Do I see a link between feeling alone, not seen or known, with the temptation to betray someone or a group? Have I betrayed someone lately? Is it a situation where that person knew what I did and was hurt? Is it a situation where I might need to apologize and see what I can do to make it right. Let's remember to be compassionate with ourselves, to own our stuff and apologize and make wrong things right. And then forgive ourselves and learn from our mistakes. We're all on a journey and being on a journey means making a mess at times. It's what we do with the mess that matters. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Sojourn Women. Follow us there for Sojourn updates.